God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this uh, seventh day of Easter and also this Mother's Day through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. My, how different things could be. Have you ever said that to yourself when you visited a different city or a country or a place of work or a different school than yours? I mean, you imagine yourself there and you say, man, how different things could be if I were here. My, how different things could be if I had been called to be pastor at Trinity Lutheran Church in Walla Walla, Washington. We were there last Sunday for a confirmation. I could be living in a Monopoly House parsonage right by the church. Jill, Alex, and Aaron and I could have known and would have gone through nine years of life with a whole different group of people with different stories and experiences. I would be leading Sunday worship for about 47 people in a church that was built to seat 300. You know, it's one of those churches. Uh, Built in the 1950s, at the same time, a large um, new suburban neighborhood was built. You know, that's how they used to do it back then, right? Um, You know, build so many houses per block and leave one block empty for a church. And whoever could buy the lot, you know, the Lutherans, the Catholics, the Presbyterians, or Methodists, whoever could get in there first and buy that lot, they'd set up a church. Well, today there are just as many people living in that neighborhood in Walla Walla as there were in 1953. You know, I mean, all the houses are still there, still occupied, but where are the people in the church? I couldn't help but wonder how can 47 people support a church built for a few hundred to worship in? I got the impression it was a solid, faithful-to-the-word congregation staying together through changing times with fewer and fewer people participating in the life of the church. I believe there aren't necessarily fewer Christians or, you know, all that many fewer Christians maybe in our cities and towns in the Pacific Northwest, just fewer and fewer who want to participate in the traditional way of being the church. You know, going to a place, going to a a house of worship on Sunday with regular frequency, participating in worship and other activities, giving tithes to pay for the infrastructure of a church and all of that. Last week I was speaking with a colleague in the ELCA, you know, the other Lutheran uh, body in our country, and she told me the Oregon Synod of her denomination just held a conference where they acknowledged that they are in crisis. Like the Missouri Synod, the ELCA has over 100 congregations of different sizes and ages throughout Oregon. But one thing is consistent among all of them. Only 0.3% of 30% who claim to be Christian in this state regularly worship in a church on Sunday. So out of that 30% who claim to be Christian in Oregon, whatever slice of the pie is the ELCA, 0.3% of that regularly participates in the life of the church. Now we LCMSers are a slightly smaller slice of the pie than the ELCA. Now, enough people, it would seem, who claim to be Christian in this state 
could be filling the pews on Sunday, but what are they doing instead? Well, church on Sunday isn't the only game in town anymore when you want to be a good person in your community or foster strong family values. You know, there are marathons to run for fundraising. There are bike rides, sports. And when you have kids and you work all week and do the community fundraising or sports on Saturday, well, then you want to sleep in on Sunday and, and, you know, get your rest and quality time before the weekly grind starts all over again on Monday. Now, this church was built, originally built, to comfortably seat 232 people. you've taken three of the pews out since then to make room for some stuff in the front and stuff in the back but still enough now for 208 now this never happens okay if it ever did it would be like all the planets in our solar system and their moons aligning perfectly it never happens that on a Sunday every member of the church comes to worship on that day but if it did If it did, 81 people would attend this 830 service and 154 people would attend the 1045 service. Now, it would seem we're a long way away from crisis. But I say all of this because when you hear a text from Scripture, like the one from Acts today, where the early Christians were of one accord, The men, the women, and most likely the children too. They were so close to Christ. You know, I'm talking about so close in time to Christ. You know, having been with Him, some of them maybe even had spoken with Him. They had a natural unity that has since been fractured because of sin and time. How different things could be if Jesus had not ascended to sit at the Father's right hand. Can you imagine what the last 2,000 years would be like with a formerly crucified and dead Savior walking around? He could have continued with His miracles, healing people and bringing more people back from the dead. He could have been visiting every church at least once around the world to give a little pep talk. And perhaps even knock on a few doors in the neighborhood and tell people they should be in church instead of sleeping in. You know, it would be like uh, uh, the CEO of your company coming to visit your branch. You know, a big deal, right? Pep talk. He could have visited temples and shrines and mosques all over the world, all, you know, of all the world's religions, and told them he was the way to heaven. And perhaps more would have believed and been saved. There would be no need for a pope who claims to be the representative of Christ on earth because he would still be on the earth. Instead, he ascended up to heaven. And don't you sometimes wonder why? You know, I mean, he knows our sinful nature to stop believing when we stop seeing. He knows that. He disappeared anyways. But here's the thing. I mean, he knows what he's doing, right? He didn't take away his presence from us when he ascended. His presence just changed. That's all. And so did the reaction and behavior of of his disciples and followers. 
When Christ was buried, what did they do? What was their reaction? They what, Leo? Well, okay, yeah, he's dead. They said he's dead. What else? They ran away. They were fearful. And they hid. And a couple of other things. Uh, They grieved. They worried. Now, after his ascension, they did just the opposite. So what, uh, what kind of things did they do? What are the opposite? Absolutely. They proclaimed publicly in the streets and spoke boldly about his love. And what else? They rejoiced, right? They weren't sad anymore. They rejoiced. And they didn't scatter, uh, hide in, in, the, in the shadows. They grew stronger. And more were added every day. This is despite his going up and at least visually disappearing from them. They were with one accord, you know. They were in tune with one another. They were in harmony with each other. They were compatible with each other. What's happened to the church since then? Good friends, Jesus isn't going to change his presence with us again until the last day when he returns the same way he departed. Now, that could be a long time from now. It could be tomorrow. Until then, we have Pentecost. We have the Holy Spirit who creates faith in our hearts and minds to believe that Jesus is the Christ and that he will return to raise us up all, all of us up to heaven, which will be the new earth with no more problems and no more tears and no more low attendance. <laughs> Until then, we connect with each other on a regular basis. Well, some fall away, and that's sad. But more are brought along for the journey to heaven. I baptized one Friday night. Look, I know you go to work with, you go to school with, you may also have family members who don't believe. All the more reason to come together with those who do believe for at least one hour or so, one day a week. You're not going to be encouraged by your faith by your skeptic co-worker. Your agnostic neighbor isn't going to pray for you. You know, you get that here. The servers at the old spaghetti factory may serve you bread and wine, but that's not for the forgiveness of sin and strengthening of your faith. You know, you get that here. God's love comes to you here in His dwelling place in more and different ways than it does when you're at home or anywhere else living your lives. Yes, He is with you all the time. He even lives in you. But He is glad you're here participating in the life of the church as He participates in your life. So let's not get fearful or discouraged in the days ahead. We might look up to where Jesus went and say, where did He go? But listen to what the angel said. What are you gawking at? It's more like the original language. I looked it up. What are you gawking at? He'll come back the same way he went up. Until then, we have work to do and we face no problems alone. 
Our lives are in His hands. The church is in His hands. He's right here for our hands to touch and our ears to hear. How different things could be if we were a Trinity Walla Walla or a Trinity Hillsboro or a Trinity Sheridan or a Trinity Mount Angel or a Trinity wherever. We could be in crisis or sailing through just fine amidst an ever-changing world. Doesn't really matter though. We've, uh, we've gone through both here. Statistically speaking, this congregation should have died out twice already. <laughs> but you've been faithful to God and His Word and you've relied on the Spirit to guide you and not completely on your own, on your own understanding. And that served you well and taken you a long way. New members to the church, you have a blessed assurance here of a lifetime of spiritual growth and understanding. And who knows, maybe there's a revival of the Christian church right around the corner coming soon and more people will find more joy in participating in the life of the church. How different things could be for them with Jesus in their life. I don't know, while I was preparing this for you, I had way too much on my mind, as you can tell. Too many things I want to talk to you about. Too many things I want to know from you. But in a sermon, I'm not supposed to barrage you with uh, too many questions or things to think about. But I think about a lot, and my little visit to our sister church in Walla Walla last Sunday has really got me thinking about our established traditional churches in changing neighborhoods. We're staying put while people are moving on to something besides traditional church going. How will they hear? How will they know Jesus? How will they partake in His body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins and strength? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. For you who are here, I would encourage you not to fall away. If anything, increase your frequency of participating in the life of the church, if that's possible. How different things might be then for you and for the church. You've been made worthy of inheriting everything that is God's by the sacrifice of His Son Jesus. You'll rise in life after your death because of His resurrection and you will ascend to life in paradise when He ends the last day on earth and begins our time together with Him on the new earth, which lasts forever. How different things will really be then. Amen.